hello everyone and welcome to the TNT Sports Show. Uh, today we'll be discussing the biggest college football scores uh, so far this Saturday and also be giving our week 11 NFL picks as well as maybe offering a little insight into the uh, American League and National League MVPs. Uh, but let's start off with college football. So, obviously, the big statement is uh, Ohio State, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was uh, destruction, I have to say. It was, it was the kind of score that you would expect a really good team to be playing a horrible team like that that kind of score 50 i I believe it was 56 7 yeah i mean ohio state just dominated in every way uh defensively they were really good i mean three quarters scoreless um and offensively they were also just i mean the first half unstoppable so if you're Ohio State, you're feeling very good. This is a big win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But, I mean, it, this is just not the score that you'd expect for a four four versus seven matchup. And 50, 52 to seven, like you said. And it wasn't like uh, – excuse me. It wasn't like uh, Ohio State pulled away late. They scored – they scored touchdowns on their first seven possessions and went up 49-0. Um, Kenneth Walker, six carries for 25 yards. They needed him to have a huge day. He is the focal point of their offense, and he he did nothing. He didn't really get many chances at all. Peyton Thorne, I've never really been a big fan of him. He had 14 completions, 22 incompletions, 158 yards, and one touchdown. And then on the Ohio State side of things, if they do make the playoff, I think this is going to be a very dangerous team. PJ Stroud, he was good today, and he's been he's been good this year, uh, Heisman candidate. Today he was thirty two for thirty five for four hundred thirty two yards and six touchdowns. And then they have three excellent wide receivers, all of whom had a hundred plus yards today, in Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Smith and Jigba, especially to me, he's been getting a at least 10 targets for, I believe, four games in a row now. Um, today, he had 105 yards. Garrett Wilson had seven catches for 126. Uh, and Olave had seven catches for 140. Both Olave and Wilson scored twice. And then you also have the running backs that Ohio State has. I think, I don't know, I think this team, if they were to get into a matchup against Georgia or Alabama, I think they can at least make the game close, if not win. Yeah, well, I mean, I've watched, I think, four of their games, including this one this season. Uh, I watched the loss against Oregon and then also beating Penn State, Purdue last week, and Michigan State now. I mean, they they really did not, basically did nothing wrong in this game. Stroud looked totally in control of the game. And, I mean, for Michigan State, it's basically season over. Um and maybe not season over, but their playoff chance, college football playoff chances are basically over. Yeah, so. no, that's true. I mean, I don't, 
I don't know who they're playing next week, but it's not going to be anyone good enough to change the committee's mind. And I don't think a two loss team can make it by any stretch of the imagination. Imagination. Unless it's Alabama with Georgia. Yeah, maybe, but even that is not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every single time, well, the three times I've watched this team, two of the times, they were absolutely dominant offensively uh, today and last week against Purdue. But last week against Purdue, they really didn't do very well on the defensive side of the ball. They they were actually quite poor. But yeah. today, it's just, it really seemed like Michigan State were a really bad football team today. Their quarterback... I don't know. I've never really felt like he's a great talent. Uh, seems like a bit of a system quarterback, and I don't know. Their entire offense was just terrible. The defense couldn't do anything. I mean, it was just a horrible performance from Michigan State. And I think this shows how good Ohio State can be because I think that this is, you know, by far their best win of the season so far. Uh-huh. And I think if it if it wouldn't have been for that uh, early season loss against Oregon, I think you're looking at a you know top two team in the country right here, and that that's a good loss to take. I mean, Oregon is an exceptional team. Yeah, no, that's true. And C.J. Stroud and I believe everyone on this team has they they've be, they've became better since that loss, and I think that they can. Next week against Michigan, I think that's probably going to be another good game. I mean, that's what people said about this game. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan-Ohio State is a little different because of the huge rivalry between the two schools. But um, I still think Ohio State's looking pretty good for this one. I mean, Michigan did look pretty good today, yeah. uh, beating Maryland pretty handily, but Maryland is not that good of a team. And like, like we've been talking about, Ohio State has so many weapons on the offensive side of things. And their defense today was suffocating. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because not that long ago, they, you know, beat up. Uh, they, they beat Michigan. It was a great, great game. They beat Michigan. And it was like, man, this team is really, are they going to make the playoff? And, I mean, that game, I think it was more just like they were just a little bit better than Michigan. Uh, and the offense was very good. But... I don't know. This has never been, you know, a great defensive team. And I, I've only this this is only my third game I've watched. I mean, I watched against Miami early in the season, the Michigan game, and today and today it was just it just came out of nowhere. It's like how do you become this this bad in one game when earlier in the season, I mean you were quite good apart from the Purdue game. That's true. Yeah, so uh, another game that I thought was, I don't know, I guess you could say noteworthy, was um, Alabama-Arkansas. Uh, I I watched it. Uh, it was very close. I yeah. think I think Arkansas are a great team, but look at this stat line from uh, – the Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young. 
31 completions, 40 attempts, 559 yards, and 5 touchdowns. I mean, that, that's unreal. I, I think he's a very good quarterback. And, yeah. You know, Robinson, the running back, is great. I, this is a complete team. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's a complete offense, maybe, I should have said. Uh, I don't know. It's Alabama, but their defense has, you know, did not look too good today. And really, to be honest, it has kind of been up and down all year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I this offense is so 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 good, but the on the defensive side of things, it's just hasn't been too great. Yeah, this Alabama team. I remember last year we were talking a lot about oh Mac Jones that he was drafted too high. He's not going to be that good because he had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and Najee Harris all on the offense. And I mean, I thought that was a legitimate claim. And now he's the best rookie in the NFL. And Alabama still has a lot of talent on the offensive side of things. And But I think Bryce Young is playing better than Mac Jones was in his senior year. Yeah. If, if you look at their – if you just look at their stats, I feel like. And he was really good today. Uh, Jamison Williams, eight catches for 190 yards and three scores. John Mechie had 10 catches for 173 yards and a touchdown as well. Um. And then they Brian Robinson at running back also had 122 yards on 27 carries. So, I mean, this team seems pretty complete to me. And I think, I mean, if Alabama were to play a team like Ohio State in the college football playoff, that would that would really be something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's Alabama, and they've still been so good this season. And – I didn't see the Texas A&M game, so I don't really know how it went down. But in the games I've watched from them, they've they've been very, very good. So I can't really fault them about their performance this season. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, Arkansas, they didn't play a bad game. Yeah, no, not at all. They didn't really get much going on the ground, only 42 carries for 110 yards. They just couldn't really find running room and just a lot of short carries. But um, KJ Jefferson was solid, didn't turn the ball over, threw for 326 yards and three touchdowns. Traylon Burks had a great game, eight catches for 179 yards and two scores. So, I mean, Arkansas, I think they really came out of nowhere as well. I hadn't heard anything about them preseason. And now they're probably not going to be ranked after this week. I believe this is their third or fourth loss, possibly. But fourth, still a yeah. good season, and they're going to make a bowl. And they're going to make a bowl game. So, yeah, uh, they definitely did come out of nowhere. I mean, before this was like a program that was just kind of really bad, and you know, no one ever talked about them. But this season, you know, they, they've been quite good. I mean, playing Alabama tough like this. It's not something yeah. that that many teams can do, especially when you're not a very successful program. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it, it was it was. I I wouldn't call it surprising, uh, that they, I don't know, I, maybe it was surprised. I thought, you know, I thought Alabama was gonna win by, you know, three touchdowns. Like it it wouldn't be particularly close, but yeah, they they definitely played well. 
uh, yeah, so another game that I think you specifically wanted to talk about was Oklahoma-Iowa State. I mean, this Iowa State team, it's kind of the opposite of Arkansas, you know, because they, big things were expected of them, and they have fallen short. Yeah, no, I mean, I watched most of this game. I feel like Iowa State outplayed Oklahoma in many aspects. Um, they completely dominated time of possession, 38, 38 minutes and 20 seconds to 21 minutes and 40 seconds. And um, they ran 104 plays. Oklahoma ran 53. So they had the ball for a long time. Brock Purdy looked pretty good overall, 30 for 43 for 281 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. That interception was on his last pass of the game, though. Um, a fourth and 10 deep in Oklahoma territory, and he just overthrew his man. That was one of the few mistakes he made today. And Brees Hall was supposed to be a top-tier running back, Heisman candidate. He's been okay. He was lackluster today, 19 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. However, their tight end, Charlie Kohler, 12 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown. Um, Oklahoma, Caleb Williams only threw the ball 18 times today. He was, yeah, eight for 18, less than, less than 50%. But he also picked up 67 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And Kennedy Brooks had a great day as well. 17 carries for 115 yards. So I don't know. I mean, Iowa state, I believe this is another fifth loss. I think they're six and five now, but I don't know. They're, they, they didn't look too bad in my mind. They do have a, a very interesting defensive setup. They, they typically only go with three defensive linemen, and that allows teams to run the ball a lot. Um, they try to eliminate the long plays by doing this, and teams have to settle for short four or five yard gains, which sometimes they're not always willing to do. So um, I thought that was interesting, and their defense played pretty well for the most part, but um, their offense just couldn't convert in the red zone. In the red zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I had not. I haven't really been following them very closely this season. You know the crazy Texas game, and then last week's loss against Baylor. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a game where their record does not really tell the whole story. They have one, maybe not a great loss, but one pretty good win against Texas, everything else is not very good. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I feel like this team, even if they went undefeated, well, maybe not even if they went undefeated, but I, I think right now they're not going to make the playoff. They're not going to be close because they don't really have any good wins. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that loss to Baylor really did do it because – They've played several bad teams, and they've won the game, but it's been way too close for the committee. Yeah. So. so, maybe our final college football game of the day, uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin. Yeah, I watched this game, um, almost pretty much all of it, and um, – Wisconsin's running back, Braylon Allen, the 17-year-old freshman, 
he he is an outstanding player. He is going to be a Heisman candidate someday. He was great today. 22 carries for 228 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he's 6'2", 210, but so quick. And he has excellent field vision as well. And the Huskers just couldn't tackle him. They were without one of their, one of, if not their best defensive player in Jojo Doman today. And uh, Wisconsin definitely made them pay. Uh, so Braylon Allen was great. They only threw the ball 18 times for um, 145 yards. That was Graham Mertz. And um, Jake Ferguson, the tight end, added eight catches for 92 yards. But, I mean, Allen was just dominant. And, yeah, he, he looked really, really good today. Nebraska, another close loss. Um, kind of got used to it by now. But one thing that I thought was interesting was Wisconsin was holding teams to 208 yards per game. Nebraska came out with 452 today. So that's a promising sign for Nebraska. Um, I know they only have one game left this season, but I don't know. I, I don't think Wisconsin, even if they do make the Big Ten championship, they're going to get crushed by Ohio State. So it, it was a good game. Austin Allen and Samore Toure for Nebraska played well. Both had seven catches. Allen had 143 yards. Toure had 113 yards and a touchdown. But, I mean, yeah, Braylon Allen, he was fun to watch. I had not seen him before this game. Yeah, I I, I didn't watch the game, but uh, I've watched quite a few of Nebraska's games this season. Uh, yeah, there have been close games, but if you look at the record, 3-8, uh, and 1-7 and seven in the Big Ten, that's just not good enough. Uh, Nebraska, I don't think that they're a winning program, but I think that they are a okay program. And you can't be having, you know, three, four win seasons. Uh, maybe not, cons- maybe you can't say consistently, but I, I don't know. Uh, they seem to have had, you know, a couple, not like three or four bad seasons in a row and what does that come down to I mean, what what is the problem uh i don't know they they have never been able to finish games well but they're putting their trust in frost signing him for another year and um they made a lot of offensive coaching changes um so maybe that will pay off next year. Adrian Martinez possibly may come back for a fifth season um, with that extra year of eligibility. So I don't know. I think some, yeah. No, I, don't I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be too like, overly critical, but. I mean, there's you can't look at the team and say, oh, wow, they're just a college football powerhouse, three and eight. They, they just one and seven the best team around but yeah yeah i uh, i don't know i feel like i i don't it, it just doesn't make sense that they aren't winning games I, I mean they now have played i think five top 15 teams uh you know within you know, 10 points and they don't win. And I'm not asking, maybe not asking them to win all those games, but 
maybe try to beat Illinois. Maybe try to win the easier games so that these games are not the games that define your season. Oh, another nice close loss to the 10th best team in the country. Beat Minnesota. Beat Purdue. Win those games. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I I think that it'll be just the same next season. It'll be high expectations. Oh, we were so good 30 years ago. The stadium will still be full, but they're not going to win. Yeah, well... Freezing cold take right here. <laughs> Next year, they'll make the college football playoff. <laughs> yeah. One game that I just wanted to talk about quickly was Clemson's big upset win over Wake Forest. Um, I don't think, or I don't know. I mean, Clemson, they're now 8-3, and three, which is a good record for a lot of teams. Obviously not for Clemson. That's not what they want. But they took a 48-27 win today over the 10th-ranked team in the country in Wake Forest. Um, they picked up 333 yards on the ground. Uh, Kobe Pace rushed for nearly 200 yards, and Will Shipley added another 112. Um, so they looked really good today. Wake Forest really couldn't get anything going. And um, I think they should be able to get a pretty good bowl. I'm not really – I don't really follow the ACC. I don't know if they're going to make the title game or anything, but – yeah, yeah. They, they, Clemson looked good. I, I thought that there's a good chance that they would win this game, but I didn't think it was going to be this much of a blowout. Yeah, I mean to be honest, Clemson this year though it's just been terrible I and mean, not good enough for Clemson. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Just a, a really weird season. I mean, this reminds me of that one season um, Alabama had uh, yeah, a, couple years a few ago. years ago. But that, like, they were still good. Like, they still made a good bowl. But, I mean, some at times this season, Clemson have looked like a bad team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's about all I have for college football. Do you want to add anything else on that? Uh, well, there's a good game tonight, number three versus number 23, uh, Oregon and Utah. These two teams look very evenly matched on paper. Um, Utah had given a 61.8% chance of victory, which I thought was a little high considering Oregon's the third best team in the country. But Utah's at home um, currently. With three minutes left in the first quarter, Utah leads it 7-0. And um, I think this is going to be a big game. Oregon has to win to um, stay in the college football playoff. I know you're cheering for them. And um, it looks like Oregon losing is going to be the only way Cincinnati is going to be able to sneak into the college football playoff. Possibly if Oregon – or not if Oregon. If um, Ohio State loses, but – even, even with two losses, they still have a chance. So this is a big game. Oregon's last uh, ranked matchup of the season. So, yeah, it'll be a fun one. Yeah, for, for sure. I, yeah, I'm rooting for Oregon because I want ASU to make the Pac-12 title game. But 
I, I feel like Oregon, it's just been, um, in this game, they really have to prove it just wasn't a fluke. Because I, I've heard, I mean, it's, it hasn't been a, maybe not a mainstream opinion, but I've heard a lot of people, you know, around college football, like, they had one really good win, and they just haven't really been tested since. And I think this is their, this is their test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's it. That is the end. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they're still third. I mean, they're still flying high. I really did not think they would be this high. Yeah. It seems, I mean, at least in my opinion, it seems a little bit of an overreaction. Like, they've done their business uh, since, you know, that Ohio State win. But it's not like they've been, you know. I don't know. I, I feel like if it weren't for that win, they really... I don't know. I, I don't think that they would even be in the top ten. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, so, now do you want to move on to the NFL? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so... Uh, there are a few good games this weekend. Uh, just to start off with uh, Packers against the Vikings uh, at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, who do you think? Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a good game. I think the Vikings are an underrated team with um, Dalvin Cook, your running back, obviously, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen at wide receiver. Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback. Um, and Green Bay is an awfully good team as well. Aaron Rodgers, good to go, I believe. That is, I believe that's the case, yeah. And um, Devontae Adams is good. Uh, I don't believe Aaron Jones will be playing. It'll be A.J. Dillon instead. But um, he's, a, he's a good running back, too, and he'll be getting a shot. But I'm going to go with the upset here. Minnesota wins at home 31-21. I think probably thirty-one twenty-eight Packers. I I don't know. I I agree with you that the Vikings uh, definitely have the potential to be a good team, but they're four and five. Uh, they've had a lot of close losses. I don't know. I feel like the Packers, even without Aaron Jones, you know, Dylan is a great back. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't see the Packers dropping this game. I think. The Packers season, every game matters from now on. Do they want to get the top spot in the NFC? So I think Packers by a field goal, I think it's going to be a tough game. But I don't know. I think the Packers are uh, you know, a better team than the Vikings. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's probably true. But Minnesota, they've also lost a lot of close games. So yeah, I, I mean, think it every- should be a pretty good one. Every single one, uh, or almost every single one, eight out of their nine games this season have been one-score games. So, I mean, it could have easily gone, could have easily been, you know, this was, this team yeah. where the Packers are now. Uh, well, let's continue with some good games, at least in my opinion. Uh, Cowboys and Chiefs. Yeah, no, this is going to be a really good game. Um, I'm not a huge fan of either of these teams, but um, 
I like the Cowboys on the road. They looked really dominant last week. And the Chiefs, they're getting better. Um, but they still haven't had many dominant wins. And I think that the Cowboys are going to expose some holes in the Chiefs defense that are still there. Um, but I think it should be a close game. I like the Cowboys 38-35. Yeah, uh, I have to say basically the exact same. I think it'll be the Cowboys by maybe a field goal. High-scoring game. I mean, I don't know. Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. They Cowboys have a great great wide receivers, great wide receivers, and I, I, I don't know, I, I think, I think the Cowboys are just a little bit better, I think they're just a better team right now, uh, the Chiefs have too many, you know, flaws, I think, yeah. so, I, I don't know, I, I don't see the Chiefs making the playoffs, even right now, I, I think, I, I know, I know we both said, oh, the Raiders are going to win last week, and, you know, they got pummeled by the <laughs> Chiefs. But I don't think that will happen this time. Do you see this being a high-scoring game? Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think two good offenses, you know, um, Cowboys offense is probably a bit better. But I think it will be a shootout, and... I just think the Cowboys are just a little bit of ahead of the Chiefs right now in terms of progression so far. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I think this is also a pretty good game. Uh, Cardinals against the Seahawks at 425. Uh, as usual, I'm picking the Cardinals, but who do you think will win? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, the Cardinals are the better team here and I like Seattle, but I just don't think that they're good enough. I watched a lot of their game against the Packers last week and they did not look very good. I know, I know Russell Wilson now kind of has his sea legs back, but he got shut out last week against a good Green Bay defense. And But Arizona also has a good defense, and I think it's going to be close because it's a home game for them. Arizona Arizona is only favored by one and a half. I think it's probably going to be more than that. Um, I think Cardinals win 28-20. Yeah, um, I think 21-17. Yeah, yeah, 2017 Cardinals. I don't know. I uh, Hop is out. The Hopkins is out. Uh, There's a shocker. I think Murray is going to play. Uh, I think they want, they need him to play. So I think if he's, you know, seventy-five percent or higher, they're going to play him because I, I don't know. I mean, McCoy is also hurt. So really, yeah, he he got hurt in the Panthers game. So you can't start Chris Strievler in a must-win game. They did that last season, and they missed the playoffs. So I think Kyler will play. I don't think he'll be, you know, 100%. I don't think he'll be vintage, Kyler Murray. But I think they're going to be they're gonna be good enough to barely win this game. But, I mean, the Seahawks' offense, it just looked dreadful. I mean, Metcalf was dreadful. Uh, Wilson. And well, I mean, he couldn't really be good because they didn't score. 
<laughs> Wilson, this is one of the worst Russell Wilson performances I've ever seen. I mean, I know he's just coming back from injury, but he was so ineffective. Uh, and, you know, Chris Carson, I don't know if he's going to play. He's, he's out for the season, season, right? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the Cardinals will win. I think it's going to be closer than most people think because, as you said, it's in Seattle and Hopkins is out. But I think the Cardinals win. Yeah. Uh, this is also, I, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but Steelers Chargers at Sunday Night Football. Uh, we, you know, we've talked about the Chargers before. Uh, I still think they're going to win this game. Uh, because Roethlisberger um, is not going to play. And, no, actually, sorry, Roethlisberger will play. But um, Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick, won't. And I don't think TJ Watt will either. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers have the advantage in the rushing attack but that's about it and it's in los angeles sealers are coming off a tie against the lions so yeah i agree i hope this isn't what happens but i think the chargers should win this one 28 17. Um, yeah mike williams and keenan allen are better than any two receivers the Steelers have in my mind and herbert is better than roethlisberger any day of the week so yeah, I mean, the Chargers are an inconsistent team, but I think they win 28-21. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick and Watt, especially Watt, are two, you know, great defensive players. And missing them, I feel like Herbert is going to do well. So, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think the Chargers, I still don't think they're an elite team, but I st- I think they win this one. Yeah, I agree. What about Bengals Raiders? Who do you think is going to win that one? Both teams at five and four. Ah, uh, this one. This is actually pretty tough for me. I think the Bengals are going to win. I think it's going to be close. I mean, think a month ago, whatever October twentieth. Raiders are sky high. Top of the AFC West, doing really well. Uh, a month later, they're five and four. Uh, they just played a horrendous game against the Chiefs. Terrible, terrible. Uh, they got rid of Rugs, who we know why. I mean, I'm not obviously not criticizing that, but he was probably their best wide receiver. <sighs> their defense was really bad against the Chiefs. Their offense doesn't seem to be great. Uh, And, you know, Joe Burrow, I really like him. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's had some, you know, interception troubles this season. But I still think the Bengals win, maybe by a a field goal now, just because, I, I, I don't know, just because the Raiders can still keep these kind of games close. Yeah, I mean, they can in theory, but they've been losing a lot recently. Since John Gruden left, it's really been downhill for them. And I agree. I think Cincinnati wins this one on the road 31-18. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be super close. I mean, that's that's I don't know. The Raiders just haven't. They're not looking very good right now. Yeah. Uh, Colts Bills. What do you think about this? I mean, it's fairly clear for me, but I remember last week where I my prediction, which I was very confident in, almost uh, was wrong. Thank God for uh, um, Jonathan Taylor. Or as you could, or you could argue Trevor Lawrence being Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, I think the Bills win this one. I think, despite Taylor, who is an elite running back, I still think Buffalo is the better team here. Allen clearly better than Wentz. Uh, Diggs is better than any receiver Indianapolis has. It's in Buffalo. They're favored by seven. I think that's probably about right. And um, I, I, I think it'll be kind of a statement week for them. They won big last week against the Jets, and now they can uh, finally take it to a decent team anyway. Colts at five and five. So I like the Bills 30-13, actually. I don't think it's going to be super close. But. Yeah, I think probably 31-21 Bills. I don't know. I feel like the Colts are just they're an ugly team. And they barely beat the Jaguars. They just don't seem to be very good. Uh, I mean, they they just seem to be the kind of team where it's like, you you shouldn't be this good. You should be lower than where you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know this um this Bills defense. I think is the best in the NFL. They have a great defense, and you know, offensively, they're top five at least. I'd say. So, I I don't know. I I think it's going to be hard for any team to beat the Bills. And the Colts just aren't it. They're just not not very good. Yeah. Despite the loss of the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Ravens-Bears. Who do you think? Um, I don't know. I've heard a lot of talk about this game being close, and the Ravens are only favored by five, but I don't think it's going to be a particularly close game. I know the Ravens are coming off a loss in Miami, but there's been so many of those losses, good teams losing to bad teams, and I think Baltimore is a good team, six and three, uh, still leading their division. And I think Jackson is an excellent quarterback, much better than Justin Fields. So um, I like... I like the uh, Ravens in this game, probably 24-10. Uh, yeah, I like them probably 21-14. I don't know. Uh, they looked really bad against the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins really did not even play that well. It's just Baltimore played so badly. Um, so... I don't know. I still think I think I still think they're gonna win, but I don't know this this Chicago defense. To be honest, I think it's really overrated. I think this is a pretty you know below average defense. That yeah. I don't I, I don't I don't know. I think it's the same thing with the Ravens. I mean. They also have a you know significantly below average defense, so 
I don't know. Even saying that, I'm predicting it'll be a low-scoring game. I, I don't know. The The Bears don't really have anything on offense. Baltimore don't really have that much. But they're going to win. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Washington Panthers. The bottom of, the battle of the bottom feeders. Hmm. <sighs> um, I like the Panthers in this game. Uh, they looked pretty good against Arizona last week, and Cam Newton will be starting this time around. Uh, they don't have – I mean, Christian McCaffrey is obviously excellent. They don't have any great receivers. DJ Moore is pretty good. Um, Washington, their defense has been the worst in the league, but and they did look really good against the Buccaneers last week. I'll give them that, but I still like the Panthers in this game. I think this is going to be one of their closer, the closer games of the day. 24-22 Panthers is my guess. Yeah, I think 28-21 Panthers. I don't know. This Panthers defense is very, very good. Uh, I'd say top 10 defense. And the Washington defense is bad. I mean, they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh And... I mean, it's just it's been a total shock. Uh, last season, they were really good on defense, yeah. and that, that's what that that's really what carried them last season. I mean, last season they were probably you know a top I don't know maybe a top five defensive team, and this year one of the worst. I mean, it's just a crazy transition. But Carolina defense is is very good. Carolina offense is. Not very good. Um. <laughs> I think it'll be better now, though, with McCaffrey healthy, and I think Newton is a better quarterback than Darnold. So, yeah, I don't. I think the Washington offense is actually maybe a little bit better than Carolina right now, but no. I mean, the defenses. There's just so much, so much difference. So, Panthers win. Yeah. Uh, Lions at. The Browns. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I want to pick Detroit, but they just, Jared Goff is just really, really not very good. I mean, that trade is just looking worse and worse by the week, I feel like. And DeAndre Swift has been okay. TJ Hawkinson has had a good year. He's been their top receiver. But I like the Browns in this one, 20, 20 to 10 is my guess. Um, heartbreaker last week for Detroit. They had so many chances to win, and they couldn't get it done. So, yeah, I like the Browns in this one. Nick Chubb is back. Yep, I, I actually agree. Uh, I think Browns win by 10. Uh, I mean, I think Goff is one of the worst QBs in the league. Uh, he was entirely a system quarterback under McVay. Um, he's not good. Um, Mayfield, you know, I don't know. I, I think he's probably an average quarterback in the NFL. I don't really think he's too good either. Uh, but I don't. I don't really know. I, I mean. It just really seems like these two teams, the Browns, they actually had pretty high expectations going into this season. They haven't really met them, but 
I think they should win this game, you know, pretty handily. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, Detroit is just a bad team. I mean, I'm sorry. They're one of the worst teams in the league on offense. And I think even worse in defense. Okay, continuing on, uh, another really bad team. The Texans against the Titans. Uh, I think Titans by two touchdowns. I don't know. What it, I assume you're going to pick the Titans, but you can never know. Yeah, no, I think the Titans will definitely win this game. I think they're the best team in the AFC, even without Derrick Henry. And um, I, I know that there's some other good teams, but Titans have looked really good recently, beating the Rams, beating the Saints, and now it's just downhill. Easy sledding for, from here on out. They have the easiest um, remaining opponents for their final seven games. They've played a lot of tough teams up to this point, and they've only lost twice. So they're in really good position. They've already beaten Indianapolis twice, so they're looking really good for that division. Um, this game in particular, yeah, the Texans, they got to win week one. I think that's going to be their only win this season, to be honest. And the Titans are just clearly the better team here. I like 41-3. Whoa. Um... Uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't really know, uh, 28-14 Titans, I don't know, I don't know, um, I don't, without Henry, I still think they're good, I don't think that they're great, uh, but the Texans, you know, I mean, the Titans offense has been really good, the defense has been good enough, and I mean, with the Texans, it's just been, I mean, just horrendous defense. I mean, by far the worst defense in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. And then the offense has also been really bad. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins, Jets. Well, wow, that's a... Okay. Um, Three and seven yeah. versus two and seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the Dolphins win by, like... A field goal. I think it's actually going to be pretty close. Uh, Joe Flacco going to be uh, starting. I think that's what the coach said. Uh, you know, the Dolphins have been way below expectations this season. Um, you know, not a very good offense at all, and uh, not a very good defense either. So. Um. I actually like the Jets in this game. I think Michael Carter is about as underrated as it gets at running back. And um, I know Joe Flacco isn't exactly Joe Namath, but he is, I don't know, he's better than Zach Wilson, I guess. I mean, everyone is, except maybe Lawrence. But, yeah, I don't know. This isn't really much of a game. Um, Jets haven't won on the road, and they're at home, so that means they have a chance at least, I guess. But... They've looked better recently, I feel like. Actually, excuse me, that is not true. Before their games against the Colts and the Bills, they've been looking okay. And then they allowed 45 points to both of them. So their defense is going to need to step it up if they're going to win. But, I mean, how much can you really analyze the Dolphins and the Jets? So I like the Jets maybe 28-24. Well, uh, yeah, I actually take it back. The Jets have the worst defense in the NFL. 
I mean, their offense is not good by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think that their offense is, like, horrendous. Like, I don't think it's, like, absolutely dreadful. But, I mean, the defense is just so bad. I mean, really, really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really think there'll be many people turning into that. Uh, Saints-Eagles. Eagles are favored. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Saints are going to win this game. Um, they have a winning record. Eagles do not. I know they're on the road, but is Alan Kamara going to play finally, or is he out again? He's out again. I don't know. Even so, they played a good game against Tennessee last week, and like I said, I think Tennessee's a really good team. So, um, I don't really like Simeon that much at quarterback. And it's unfortunate that he's going to be playing the entire rest of the year pretty much for them, but their defense is okay. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. Probably above average. And, um, I know the Eagles won last week, um, at Denver, that was an unfortunate game, but they have not won at home yet. And I think the saints continue that streak 21, 13. Yeah. I, I think the, yeah, I, I think Saints have a very, very good defense. Um, not top five, but up there. And their offense is all right. I mean, I think the Eagles' offense is actually quite good. Like, pr- a pr- pretty good offensive team. And their defense is about average. Uh, I don't really know why they're so bad. I don't know. I, I They just haven't really been getting it done. I, I think the Saints win. I mean, I think they're a very hard team to predict. But I think they win by about a field goal. Because I actually think that the Eagles, you know, their record isn't great. But I think they have, you know, about average defense, average offense. Uh, but the Saints are just a little bit better in defensively, at least. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, Jaguars. Um, I think the 49ers are going to win by a touchdown because, I, I don't know, they looked incredible against the Rams. They This looked like the 2019 uh, 49ers. I mean, I don't think the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. It seems a little bit too late, too little too late, but... Well, that's exactly the kind of Garoppolo system QB running the ball uh, kind of, you know, 49ers style of play. Yeah, no, that's a fair pick. Um, I'm actually going to go with the big upside here in Jacksonville. Um, I know I picked, picked them last week, um, but James Robinson likely to play. He was good last week. Um, he's much better than Carlos Hyde, so that'll be an advantage in the running game. I think last week was a bit of a fluke. I think the Rams think they're a lot, and they're not actually that good. Um, so, I don't know. The Jaguars' defense can be very good. I mean, they allowed no touchdowns to the Bills' offense, and the Colts only scored 23 points, and they maybe got, like, seven points in the second half. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but – they, they've done well, better recently. Um, I know Trevor Lawrence is probably one 
uh, worst five quarterbacks in the NFL, but I still think that they can come back from it, win 21-20. Well, I uh, no, but I don't know. The 49ers are really an average team, at least this season, very average. But the Jacksonville offense, I mean, Lawrence, I mean, the Jacksonville offense is just really terrible. Well, yeah, but it's really Lawrence's fault. I mean, whatever. He's he's barely completing half his passes this year. Yeah, and I don't really know their defense. I don't think it's good. Um, yeah, it it seems you know below average. So I don't really know. I I think if they're gonna win, their defense is gonna carry them, but. It's not the the strongest defense, so I don't know. I still don't. I think the Forty Nine ers are just an average team, but Lawrence is not very good. So yeah, that is true. It's nice that you're finally admitting it now. Okay, Monday Night Football final pick: uh, Bucks Giants. This is going to be a fun three minute or whatever two minutes. Who do you pick? Uh, I like the Giants in this game. Um, Thank you. Another upset, actually. And uh, Saquon Barkley is back. Uh, Daniel Jones has been okay this year, I feel like, at quarterback. And Buccaneers have looked really bad their last couple games, really. And um, their defense has been – it went from top five to middle of the pack, below average. That game against Washington was – I don't – I mean – I don't even know what to say about it. And uh, Brady especially has not been very good in those two games, but he has 27 touchdowns this year. So I think they'll be able to score some, just their defense. If they can't hold Washington, then they're not going to be able to hold the Giants, who are not that much better, but Barkley is more dynamic than any player Washington has. So, yeah, I like the Giants 34-31. I actually agree. I think the Giants are actually going to win by – a good amount. I think the Bucks aren't going to bring their stuff. I think maybe I don't know 30 38 38 24 Giants. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this Tampa Bay offense is really good. Like eh, like elite, but Gronk and Brown uh, are unlikely to play. Again. And uh, Vita Vea, mm, who yeah. is very good, yes. is out for the season, I think. So, I don't know. The Bucks' defense is, you're right, about average, maybe below average. And their offense is really good. But I just don't think they're really going to bring it on either sides, uh, of either side of the ball. Um, I don't really know. This is kind of a stupid pick, uh, as the Giants' offense is, you know, pretty below average, and their defense is also below average, but they'll just come out to play and, you know, I don't know, play, play like the prime uh, New England Patriots on Monday night. I don't know. <laughs> this is... I don't pick upsets often, and I just felt the urge to pick the Giants. So, if they win, if they win by you know ten plus, 
going to be very happy. Yeah. So just to wrap up the episode, just a little look on the MVPs in the MLB. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, Shohei Otani won. Uh, it was unanimous, actually. Uh, I don't really think that happens too often. Um, but Otani is not a normal player. Um, and Bryce Harper won in the National League. Yeah, no, it, it was a little bit surprising to me on how um, how lopsided kind of all the awards given out this year were. There weren't very many awards that were close. Apparently the committee was in agreement about a lot of things. And um, Harper surprised me a little bit, I have to admit. Um, he had a good year, but if you look at his stats, it's just, to me anyway, I wouldn't really say that's an MVP caliber season. He was good, but I just don't think that he was – I don't know. I don't know. I think that I would have liked to see it go to Soto or Crawford. Um, oh my God. But I don't know. I mean, Crawford did get the second most first place votes behind Harper. So it's not like no one else agreed with me. But I don't know. I mean, Harper had a good year. Otani, I mean, no one else had a chance just because media loves Otani and the MVP was decided in June. I'm not even kidding. That's, that's when they're like, okay, Otani has a bunch of homers this year and he's a starter. He's got it in the bag. And even though he declined in the second half, he was uh, better on the mound than at the plate in my mind. Um, Besides the homers, he was an inconsistent hitter. And, um, but I'd say he deserved it overall. Tough for Guerrero. He had an excellent season, and um, he finished second in the voting. But, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of the NL, I don't really know. It was definitely not the cream of the crop in terms of the MLB. Yeah. Uh, I don't Guerrero, know. Guerrero would have won if he was in the NL for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think if – I think also kind of Guerrero – Maybe not leveled out, but the last, you know, two weeks, he wasn't great. But in the NL, it was, I don't really know. I think it was kind of likely to go to Harper because uh, Tatis didn't play too much. And, you know, he, he wasn't incredible. And, you know, Soto, he just kind of plays for a terrible team. So it's kind of hard to give it to him. I don't know. Um... You really dislike Harper. Uh, I feel like this is just kind of a blip in terms of the average. I don't really see him getting this kind of average again. But he's definitely a pretty, you know, power guy. So, I don't know. He has quite a nice resume now, you have to say. Two MVPs, uh, six All-Stars, two Silver Sluggers. But... I don't know. I don't really know who I would have given it to if not Harper in the NL. But we both know you hate Soto and Crawford. No, okay, Crawford. You have to admit, I think it really does go both ways. I think you shouldn't just, like, playoffs do matter, right? And the way your team does matters. The Phillies didn't even make the playoffs. I know. I'm saying it goes both ways. Like, if 
I'm saying if Crawford has had these numbers, right, and the Giants did not win whatever, 107 games, he wouldn't even be in the conversation. That is so that, not true. That's that the, he, not true. How, he, he didn't hit 300. He didn't even hit 25. He hit 298. He didn't even hit 25 homers. And didn't hit three. It's not like he had an incredible average year, like batting average. I I I think he's a good player. I think he's had a good. No, career. you do not think that. No, I, I I sincerely do. He's had a pretty good career, you know. He's won a couple of World Series. I don't know, but I think people like in the MLB, and I mean in in all sports with MVP. I think the whole, you know, oh, empty stat stuff, it goes both ways. It, it, would, it would be like giving Chris Paul the MVP in the NBA last season. He was oh. great. He was very good. But he was not MVP level in terms of stats. He just wasn't. I mean, if you're saying that batting 309 with 35 home runs is not exactly MVP level stats, then is batting 298 with 24 home runs, which is worse in average and in home runs. Is that MVP? Also, also a gold glove. Is that MVP level stats? If Harper is not MVP level, or if those were not MVP level stats, then you cannot even think that Crawford had MVP level stats. He played on a great team. He had a very, very good season. But... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really think that you can say with a straight face that he should have gotten it over Harper. I don't know. I just think Crawford is a better all-around player, to be honest. Um, I mean, Harper's good defensively, but he's not as good as Crawford. And at the plate, I feel like that they're similar in many ways. Crawford had 10 more homers and slightly more RBIs and hit 10 points higher. But I don't know. I'm not saying that I thought Crawford was going to win. In my mind, he deserved to win based on the, if you look at his, I mean, his career average is 254 and he hit almost 300 this year, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was unlikely that he was going to win it, but it was nice to see that at least some people thought he should. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the biggest, I don't know, like opinions on the NL just because it wasn't. I don't really think it was, as I said before, the cream of the crop, but I mean, maybe what some people have said, not that many people, but some people have said that there should just be a MLB MVP and it shouldn't be divided into leagues. I mean, what, what do you think about that? Because I don't know. I feel like why should Harper get this recognition and get this award and Guerrero not? when Guerrero was so much better in basically every way. So you're saying that there should be like two MVPs because it wouldn't have mattered this year because Otani would have won. Cause like I said, it was decided in June. So then no one besides Otani would have gotten it. No. Well, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying that it just seems a little bit, well, in this particular case, Otani would have won, but I'm saying that it does kind of seem unfair that Harper won this season when he was significantly worse than someone who didn't win MVP. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I kind of understand that, but I don't think that's likely going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. Harbor seems. I, I predict that next season or whatever, he'll have a lot of power still, but won't really have the same sort of average. Yeah, I predict the same for Otani. I mean, he didn't really Maybe. have much of an average anyway, but. Maybe. Gonna... I, I mean, you're probably right that he won't keep this kind of stuff up for. Very long. I just think people know how to pitch to him better now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that if he hits, at least in my opinion, if he hits, you know, 40-plus home runs and has, you know, a good ERA, like, I don't know, 3 point, I don't know, lower than 3.5, right? I think he should win MVP, or, or, and he has, like, an okay average. I think unless someone has an incredible year, he should win MVP ever, every year he does that. I mean, you, you do not see, I have never seen, even the oldest of people of baseball fans, have never seen, ever, seen this kind of season from a player. Ever. Ever. I mean, when is the last time? I mean, I know you say, well, it's just, I forget this guy, this like pitcher, this relief pitcher that hit like three home runs in a season or something. 45 home runs. 45 home runs, right? 45 home runs. Whatever, a three point, I don't know, a three point eighteen average or something like that. A good batting average. A lot of strikeouts. A lot of strikeouts. I mean, and I mean pitching. I, I, you have never seen this before. It is so. I mean, it, it's, it's incredible. It is Babe Ruth level stuff. And I mean, the. F I, I just think that we need to think people are appreciating. I think the MLB audience in general just has to to say, okay, okay, he's not great at defense. He doesn't play on a great team. He strikes out. Maybe we can just accept that and accept his greatness. And just give him the MVP. No, I'm saying that. I I said unless something unless someone has a out of this world year. Well, if he hits if he hits 40, 40 plus home runs and has a average like uh, um uh whatever sorry ERA like this season. He should win unless someone has a crazy year because this kind of thing, this kind of thing, when, when have you seen this? Not even you. You've when? said this many, many times. I know. That's just not the way players are brought up in college. That is not encouraged that players do both pitch and hit. Yeah. And, and yeah. before high school in high school, players pitch and hit, and then it just stops in college. Maybe players want to do that. They just can't. And Otani was able to continue doing that. And so it's just not fair to compare them. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but Otani is obviously an incredible power hitter. It's not like he's just like, it's not like it's like Max Scherzer was just like, oh man, I feel so discriminated against that I'm not a good hitter. 
and that's not what I'm saying. No, but I I, I guess you're saying that he's not other pitchers aren't getting the same opportunity. No, 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 no. I'm saying other players aren't getting the same opportunity to him as him to also pitch. Also pitch as a hitter. Yes, yes. So, okay. No, I, I'm just I'm saying this genuinely. Someone that hits, that has the ability to hit the ball the way he does, right? You're saying that, you know, elite hitters like a Guerrero for example you you're saying if he had the opportunity he could just you know get a glove you know work on an off work for an off season and become the ace of his staff no that is i feel like you are definitely misunderstanding what i'm saying that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that pre college and high school pretty much everyone pitches and hits, I'd say 75% of the people I've played against pitch and hit. And then just as you get older, that just stops. So I'm saying if high schools and college were to develop players and tell them you should pitch and hit, then there would be a lot more guys like Otani, but they don't do that. But and so not, that's why Otani is so rare. And so not, that's why I'm saying you can't compare people with Otani. Yeah, I, I agree you can't compare them because I'm saying that if a if a hitter, like in high school or whatever, if a hitter was like Otani, if a hitter was hitting, like had incredible power, like it was obvious he could hit moonshots, I am saying, I, I don't obviously don't have any experience in college baseball, but I'm saying that it, seem, it seems unlikely that they would just say, uh, sorry, you can't hit. Uh, I'm not letting you do that. No, I, I'm I'm being serious. I, I th I'm saying Otani has talent, and even if they did this system, I don't think that there would be many, if any, players that could that have this amount of power and this amount of pitching skills. Yeah, Maybe no, that that that's that's probably true, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying everyone would be good as Otani, but you've said probably 20 times this this season. Who's had, a, who's had a season like Otani besides Babe Ruth? And I'm saying that if they were to develop people, there would be more people having seasons like Otani. I'm Maybe. not saying they would all be Maybe. as powerful but, as him, but there would just be more people with the same seasons as that. Yeah, I feel like the, you're kind I, of arguing with nothing here. No, like, I'm that, not that's a moot point. That's a moot point because it, it doesn't matter if, I don't know, if the high school system was different. It's not. It's, it, it is how it is now. So I'm saying that you can still appreciate the historical aspect of Otani and appreciate it just as much as if there were other players that were you know, allowed to do it. I, I'm saying that you've never seen this, and maybe that's not even my main point. No one else could do it, or very few people could do it. The way Otani. Well, very few people get a chance to do it, and the people that do get a chance, Otani has been the best. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, and I'm, I, okay. I, I, know, I mean, I think that, like, why was Otani? Why, why was he allowed to do this? I mean, I'm saying that if there was, like, look at Zach Greinke. Look at just as an example. He is a very, you know, he he's probably the best hitting pitcher I've ever seen, like, apart from Otani, right? 
And he's he's a good hitter. Like he gets uh-huh. and you know, sometimes hit a home run. But I mean, he's nowhere. Like he he, you know, he's a good yeah, hitter. But, for what he is. But you yeah. never. I mean, I think this also has this also plays into Otani playing with a bad team. Is that Granky was on an American League team, and he was on a on a bad American League team, and he wasn't that good of a pitcher? They might have him DH, maybe just He's try old. it out for a year if they didn't have anyone better. But that's just that's just not how it goes, and I don't know. But I need to uh, get going pretty soon, and um, I feel like we've kind of uh, discussed Otani for a while. Yeah, well, <laughs> all I'm saying is that I don't think he really will have the same sort of power. Um, and, I mean, we'll never really know, so. What do you mean? I mean, we'll never know if Granky could have had oh. a great year hitting. Yeah, no, I, I meant, like, Otani, like, in next seasons, because this has kind of just been his, like, maybe not his only good season, but his only, definitely his only, like, Elite. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's about it for our show today, I think. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and, uh, you know, enjoy NFL Sunday. Yep. 